Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Almost all of us say that there are people in our lives that annoy us. Who do you think those people are? Now, hmm. I'm in a good situation, I think, these days, because Lucky has a neighbor that's so annoying right. that she makes me <laughs> seem likable. You're... <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a fine line between likable and bearable. <laughs> she is unbearable. You become bearable. I, you know what? I'm a rash is what I am. <laughs> After a while, you just get used to me. <laughs> like a mole. That's just, right. I'm going to have to live with you. That's right. Almost all of us say at least one coworker really annoys us. Like, right. like almost 100% of us say, it's like 92% say yeah. that there's someone in our workspace that annoys us, Lucky. I can believe that. Why are you looking at me like that? Um, I think we annoy each other. Oh, equally, yeah. Uh, the And the thing is, you know, for you and I, we're in face-to-face and, and talking. And, yes, we talk so much throughout, mm. you know, the, the time we're with each other. It's our job is to talk directly to each other. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be disagreements here and there mm-hmm. and, and annoyances that we have. It's... It's when you share an office environment when some, with someone, and not necessarily even face-to-face. This could be through a cubicle, mm-hmm. right, or just behind a wall. And they have, like, sometimes it's a scent. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's just um, actions that they do. If it, It's noises that they make, grunts, groans. Could be talking too much, mm. talking to their family, talk, personal phone calls that you have to hear one side of the conversation of all the time. Mm-hmm. Those types of things really grind people. And especially if it's, yeah, in an eight to kind of nine hour day. Right. I mean, we're lucky that we're just stuck together for the four hours. Like We talked the other day about one of the most annoying things uh, when we get back into going out is to take a phone call while you're on a patio or Mm -hmm. something like that, or in a public environment, like excuse yourself. Right. right. At work, it's the same thing, right? If you're, if you've got someone who's constantly, you know, calling home or calling their schmoopy and talking (laughs) these conversations going on. Yeah. Like, stop it, man. You're at work. It, uh, it annoys people. If you're too loud, as lucky just said, uh, gossiping annoys a lot of people, right? If they're just plain lazy, bad at their job, bad personal hygiene, Complaining or whining too much, pessimistic or bad attitude, a know-it-all, constantly late, taking too many sick days. Sick days are funny because we don't want people around us who are sick. Right. But then there there are those, and this is, I guess, pre-COVID thinking, of course, but, you know, most of us with a little sniffle and a cough would go to work, and it drives people uh, crazy if, you know, you get a hangnail and you're taking the day off. Yeah, or if you're constantly it, using your kids as the excuse that you can't make it in. It's funny because a lot of it is just born in just straight jealousy, mm. right? And, and for no other reason than the fact that we just don't want to do it ourselves, mm. right? Like, yeah, if you have sick days, especially if you're in an environment where they are afforded to you, some unions have them where you mm. are guaranteed a certain number of sick days uh, per month or year, whatever it may be. Yeah, and if you don't use them, you get them when you retire. Yeah, well, sometimes, or if yeah. you don't use them, you lose them in some yeah. situations. So people say, well, listen, I'll, I'll use it. Mm. And it also depends, too, on whether or not, what, you know, what kind of work environment you you are in. If you're in a job where if you don't show up, you know, there's someone else who can cover for you mm-hmm. or, or who's just called in and given overtime for that, you know, a lot of, it happens a lot. I know a few firefighters, and that, that happens where... Okay, if they call in sick, 
there's a line of dudes who are waiting sure. for that overtime call because, you know, they can go on vacation based on one shift. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, taking too many sick days, being messy, uh, being too distracted, sending unnecessary emails, uh, eating smelly food. Yeah, right. you know, you oh, really yeah. keep your fish out of the microwave. Yeah, you would you would think that eating food in the office is probably done after after <laughs> this, but who the hell knows? Uh, we'll be back to right. it probably. And the sending emails one is huge, especially if you're one that hits reply all to a bunch of things. Right, right. Then guess what? You are the annoying one. <laughs> when you go into a bar, are you embarrassed sometimes to order your favorite drink? You know, maybe uh, you like yourself some kind of sex on the beach or uh, some kind of fruity daiquiri of sorts. And if you're a fella, you might think, oh, I got to order me a scotch with nails in it. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. You order whatever drink. You're paying for it. You enjoy it. But half a drinker sometimes say they feel embarrassed to order their favorite drink at the bar. Beer and wine drinkers are most likely to feel judged. It's interesting with beer. And I've been guilty of this, too. You know, you ask the, the wait staff, uh, what do you got? And they either rhyme it all off or they just flip the book at you because they're tired of being asked that question. And there's like 90 craft beers and 100 specialty beers and you study and you hum and hum and you go, I'll have a bud. Right. Give me a bud. Coors Light, please. Yeah. And if you're in a fancy setting, you feel like you need to drink something fancier, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you're at a, a, a nice event. You want to order like the Stella because you want the mm. the, the, the special glass or you want it to look a little <laughs> little yeah. more fancy. If I'm at something kind of upscale, I don't even know that I'd order beer. It'd always end up being some kind of mixed drink. I'll have a right. rye and ginger ale or something. You Heineken's know? got a great commercial going right now where, you know, there's a, a man and a woman at the bar mm. and the bartender brings over like a fruity drink and a beer mm. and automatically hands the beer to the guy, the fruity drink to the woman. Right. And then they... Kind of both look crazy, and they switch, and, and it's and it's so true, sure. right? Yeah, I've enjoyed me a nice fruity drink. Of course, yeah, lovely. I've enjoyed them all. Uh, we uh, the things we factor in when ordering drinks, of course, the cost, and is it worth the price? You know, you'd look at the top shelf liquor, and you say, "I'll just have a, I'll have a scotch. I'll have your your scotch on uh, on the rocks." And you, you know, when you're at home pouring, you you, you get liberal with right. your, with your drink. You go to the some bar or upscale thing and you order a scotch and it's $22 and it's barely a finger and a half. <laughs> well, what am I doing with this? Uh, I drink more scope in a day. Um, how much alcohol is in it? You know, sometimes you want to order something like a Long Island iced tea is a great drink to order because it's usually loaded with booze. Zombie. Same way. <laughs> right. It's like five and a half shots. That's great. <laughs> For six bucks, I'm hammered. Yeah. Uh, what are the ingredients? Is there something in there you don't like? What will the bartender think? We worry more when asked about what the, we think the bartender will judge us than our friends. It's amazing the mentality that, you know, some men, and more particularly men in this scenario, have when it comes to the bartender, right? Or someone who's serving them a drink. Like the way that they order it will have that person jumping over the bar to sleep with them, mm -hmm. right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> or waving that you know ten dollar bill around at them as if you're some big gunner. It happens on the golf course too with the cart girl. And it's, yeah, it's, for sure, it's crazy. Well, and men, uh, we we get we get stupid when it comes to uh, things like booze, and I guess on uh, cars are another great example in that we won't be fooled. We mm. know we know it all.
you know. So we, we'll we'll go out of our way to order some complicated drink to make ourselves look cooler. Or we'll, we'll only, oh, is that the only scotch you've got? Oh, I usually drink a, and then you'll rhyme off some random obscure scotch. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, at home, you've just got a <laughs> bottle of bad hooch under the sink. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and it is funny how, how you know, we will not order that fruity drink uh, when you go out. Mm. Yeah, because... It's like a manly thing. But mm. that same person who lands in Mexico is f- trying to find some plastic yard glass <laughs> oh, yeah. to get it in. Can't get to the daiquiri. A regular pint isn't big enough. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do like when you go down south, too. And now they'll offer you, like, you'll get, like, a margarita with the, uh, with the, the beer in it. The right oh, in it. Yeah. yeah, just get it in me. <laughs> now we've made this kind of what we perceive to be a fruity drink into yeah. a manly drink. Oh, yeah. These 15 straws. Yeah. How often do you figure you fall down a rabbit hole? You know, you're online looking something up, and the next thing you know, something catches your attention, oh, and off. off to the races you go. All the time. You're looking up the weather. The next thing you're reading about why cats are afraid of cucumbers. We are online squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, it's really crazy. The average person falls down an online rabbit hole about five times a week. For sure. I bet you I'm way more than that. I'm, I'm at we're least twice we're, a day. We're per day. Yeah. Oh, five times during the show. <laughs> you know, I've really gotten bad, too, because uh, now having the Amazon, uh, the Fire Stick, you know, there's all sorts of other options. And uh, my love of sitcoms, I was going back. And I went back and I was trying to remember, like, sitcoms we had watched maybe in the 90s that we had forgotten about or into the early 2000s. And so I started Googling that, and then things like My Name is Earl came up, if you remember that show. And I'm right. like, oh, yeah, what the hell happened to Jason Lee? You know, he was the star of that. And yeah. So I'm really bad for watching, like, old shows and then missing most of what I'm watching because I'm Googling whatever happened to this person or that person. Right, yeah. I'm bad for that. We spend an average of eight minutes on a topic each time it happens. So that's a total of 35 hours a year researching stuff accidentally. Really? Which you think would make us all a lot smarter. Yeah. But I guess it's the thing we're researching, right? We don't retain that information very well. No. And we're not really looking into anything too deep. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's entertainment, celebrities, current events. We're not doing a lot of time studying like science and important things like history. No, no. Although it says a lot of us are Googling health issues, and that is the number one mistake. Everybody says it, but we all do it. And especially probably during the pandemic, because you can't get to a doctor necessarily. But I tell you, every single time I've ever looked up something, an ache and pain, or a blotchy skin mark, or some rash I think I've got, or an achy tooth, every single time I've got cancer head to toe. (laughs) My eye flutters a little too much. I'm like, why does my eyelid flutter? Cancer, head to yeah. toe. Riddled with it. Of course. <laughs> but and it's such a, it's so true in what's happened in the last year. Yeah. Right? Because you Google it, you read a couple of lines, and all of a sudden you're an expert on it right yep. after that too. Yeah. And rabbit holes can be fun. I mean, certainly it does uh, while away the day. I mean, YouTube, my gosh, I can just, I can sink into YouTube for days. I think you've watched the amount of Craig Ferguson clips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you watch. Greatest talk show host of all time. <laughs> the whole show. Well, it's funny. The entire series. Because in here, in the studio, of course, I, I don't have the option of like listening uh, through headphones. So right. Lucky's got to put up with whatever I'm listening to. So Lucky will either have headphones on because he's drowning out what I'm listening to, 
or he's. <laughs> I, I can't even see your screen. I'm assuming it's hockey clips. No, I'm not assuming so much. you're mostly watching old Oshawa generals and listening to yourself. No. <laughs> or watching NHL highlights from the night before. No, actually. I'll, I'll get down that same YouTube hole. Right. Right. It's more kind of live performances and stuff like mm. that. And and it it's it'll be something like a like a song that we hear or like that we just played or right. something that I've just read right. and it'll lead you right down uh, you know like a, a rabbit hole. That and the Twitter hole. I've been You're big on the Twitter. Yeah, I, I do not go on it. I mean, I, I turn it on and I look and I see if I got any notifications. Right. I do that. Well, it's it's cooled off for me since uh, the orange uh, blimp there is is not in power. Right. Uh, because that whole platform without him on it. Right. It's it's really, <laughs> really decreased things. That blimp crash. <laughs> but but uh, but now I, I'm just reading one right now. But it's a it's a golf caddy, right? A tour caddy. Mm. You know, kind of, uh, he's got some some Twitter feed that everyone's talking about because he kind of lets you in on, okay, what exactly the life is of the caddy. Everyone thinks, right. you know, hey, you're going to make 10% of whatever your player makes and it's going to be great. And it's uh, it's not anything like that. He was made, His first salary was 850 bucks a week and 7% of earnings. Mm. But it was on the Corn Ferry Tour, not on the PGA Tour. Right. So. You know, a lot smaller purses on there as well. But I would assume travel and hotels and flights and all that are picked up for him. I mean, he's not getting around the country for golf tournaments on 850 bucks a week. Uh, no, he was, I think he was making it on his own. Like he was, he was expecting oh, really? to get there too and meet you there. I guess when you uh, finally get to caddy for the, uh, for the uppity ups. Then maybe that's when that stuff starts all kicking in. For it you. starts kicking in better. They make on average, I think they said to make about two thousand dollars a week, and then the percentage is like five percent for outside of a top twenty-five finish, right. like seventy-five seven percent if they're up to you know inside of that, and then ten percent if you're the winner. Because it would be truly insulting if Phil Mickelson is in first class flying across the country, and you're on a bus with his clubs. <laughs> That Julia Roberts, she was some sort of heartbreaker back in the day. She broke off her engagement with Kiefer Sutherland in 1990. He took up steer roping and became a rodeo tournament winner. Wow. It's easier for him to fight a bucking... (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the horns, he said. That's right. Man. Well, maybe he saw her get together with Lyle Lovett and think, boy, she likes the country western type. Maybe that was trying to win her back. <laughs> She'll go for that. Yeah. yeah. She must go for this. Greenland doesn't have any vegetation. And it got its name from <laughs> Nordic settlers who wanted to trick people into moving there. <laughs> nothing green there. No, nothing. <laughs> Why do they call it Sunland then? They figured, oh, well, we got screwed coming here. We're going to screw somebody <laughs> yeah, else. Let's go to Hotland. <laughs> the Isley Brothers, you remember them? They're the only group or artist who've had a top 50 billboard hit in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Really? Yeah. Now, speaking of older artists, and a few people have... Uh, texted us on this this morning. We were mentioning that in Hey Jude, you can hear Paul McCartney drop an F-bomb. And I was shocked by this because we've all heard Hey Jude thousands and thousands of times. I never noticed an F-bomb in there. Yeah, I never heard Nephew Jude anywhere in there. No. 
And it turns out it happens around the two-minute mark, two minutes and 56 seconds. And so we've had a bunch of people who have gone and re-listened to yes. it, and they, they hear it. If you crank it up, it's you can there. hear it. It's there. So there's something for you to do this And was it what, like, Lennon wanted it in there? Yeah, he wanted it left in because uh, I guess Paul made a mistake, and he got upset, so he said F in hell or something like that. And then... Uh, Lennon said, oh, I'll leave it in there. We'll, we'll know it's there, but nobody else will. <laughs> the perfect Paul made yeah. a mistake. Yeah, that's right. Leave it in. And then Yoko came in and said, break up the band. <laughs> uh, this is a terrific story. I don't know that I ever knew this. Um, there's only one real person mentioned in the Harry Potter books, and it was a nine-year-old girl from Toronto named Natalie McDonald who was dying of leukemia. She was a huge fan of the books, and so a family friend emailed J.K. Rowling, who included her as a student at Hogwarts in the fourth book. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I didn't know that. What is the one thing that Shaquille O'Neal did only once in his 21 years in the NBA? It's a three-pointer. <clears throat> you are correct. Yeah. Uh, he'd launched a couple of them up. Yeah. And then finally connected on one. I think the celebration might have garnered him a technical foul. It came into the fourth season. He ended his career one for 22 on three-pointers. I think I watched the thing once on Shaquille because, it, like, it, Shaq was so bad at free throws. <laughs> like, 30% right. free throw shooter in the NBA. And yeah. you think, like, all you have to do is practice. You have time <laughs> yeah. all day yeah. to practice these things. But they said one of the problems was he was so bloody tall mm. that when he released the ball, it was above the rim, his hand. So he's basically throwing the ball down wow. at the basket. Wow. Kelsey Grammer has been nominated for an Emmy for playing Frasier Crane in three different TV shows. Cheers, of course, where the character started. Frasier was the spinoff. Uh-huh. And then a, a sitcom called Wings when he made a one-episode cameo. Really? Yeah. It's funny. I, I wonder if the, uh, the, the... When you said the third one, I thought The Simpsons. Because mm. like, I think he wasn't he sideshow Bob. Was that his? I think so. Voice on there. I yeah. think he was a character on that. Boy, he's milked that Fraser Crane though. Now they say he's in the negotiations to bring him back. They're going to reboot that really? series. Really? Yeah. For what was a not a main character no. on Cheers either, right? It did all right. I mean, he's not the first character to be spun off. Uh, I think Sherman Helmsley did that. Yep, from, from all uh, the family to uh, the Jeffersons, right? Yeah, not many have been able to do it. And you figure, yeah, out of all that cast on on uh, Cheers, he was the only one, I think, who really went on to... I mean, Sam Malone, he didn't... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted, Ted Danson, Danson. Yeah. I mean, he went on to do a bunch of different other things. He's right. been in a ton of different shows. Woody Harrelson did all right, too. Oh, yeah, his movie career really took off. Yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, Diane. Shelly Long, she sank that boat. Good good call bailing on that show. <laughs> well, Cliff and Norman did a few things. But they hung in there yeah. at least. She Cliff. was one of those that after like year three or something went, I've got a movie career. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Ben isn't the name of the clock or the clock tower in England. It's just the name of one of the bells hanging in the tower. Oh, okay. The actual tower's name is Elizabeth Tower. Of what's, course it is. What's the other bell named? I mean, he must get a little frustrated that Ben gets all the credit. Mm. It won't be Harry Tower anytime <laughs> soon. No, it will not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> it might be the Megan Bell, though. <laughs> People get annoyed with it going off every hour. The Mona Lisa is only 30 inches high and 21 inches across. Smaller, they say, than the average poster that you have on your wall. Huh. It's not that big of a deal. I haven't, uh, I haven't had the chance to see it. 
in person. Mm. I know a couple of people who have, and, and uh, by all reports, it is smaller than you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they say that like about Graceland as well, too. Right. Elvis's mansion, that it's just not as big as you think it might be. We're always disappointed when we see things in real, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so exercise, you know, some of us love it. Some of us hate it. Some of us have to force ourselves to do it. And even things like walking, you know, the lovely Maria will say, let's go for a walk after dinner. And my reaction will always be, oh, I got to find my running shoes. And it seems like a lot, too much effort. Ah. But, you know, you got you to do it. You got to move around. Well, I guess there was some research done at the University of Saskatchewan. They tracked 40 men with high blood pressure. Now, half of them went for a brisk 30-minute walk five times a week. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. Uh, the other half stayed home and just stretched for 30 minutes. Okay. So more than just your morning getting out of bed, stretch. They'd probably get on the ground and touch your toes and, you know, arms up in the air. Proper stretching. Proper stretching. Doing all the things you're supposed to do kind of before you play a sport or whatever. And it turns out. Then when you stretch your muscles, you're also stretching out all the blood vessels that lead to those muscles, including your arteries. So you might be actually doing more good for yourself in lowering your blood pressure by just stretching right. than walking. Yeah, well, I guess that's a lot of the benefits of yoga, right? Mm, probably right. Which is, you know, in its basic form mm. is, is extended stretching. There's more balance to do with that and, and calmness as well, meditation. But... Uh, but in in its essence, it's 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 stretching, mm -hmm. uh, which is good. The other thing is, this is done in Saskatchewan. A thirty minute brisk walk <laughs> downtown Saskatchewan <laughs> or out in the suburbs uh, that'll put some stress on you. It's cold. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, if you if you're trying to lose weight, the stretching won't help. Right. You no. know, especially if you're stretching for another Dorito, <laughs> <laughs> another beer. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.